0: Uh, very especially today, we're going to be giving thanks uh, for some of the precious gifts from God uh, born amongst us. So we'll, we'll do that right now, and uh, I'm going to ask the people concerned to come together with the person that they've asked to stand with them uh, that expresses the commitment uh, of the church. So um, James and Sophie will be bringing Olivia. Yes. Oh, yes. I'm looking all around. Yeah, come on. And uh, Richard and Hannah Hilton will be bringing Kyn. Yes. Uh, Luke Adams will be brought by Steve and Lisa. Yeah. And Susie and Matt with Arwen. Yeah. And Marissa and Fernando with Alicia and Claire. Yeah together with the representative of the church that's standing with them. It's a very, very significant, very important time. We don't do things uh, by uh, rote. We don't do things because we have a tradition. We do things because they are exceedingly meaningful. So for those of you that, that don't know... Um, And just to refresh and remind everybody, uh, as we stand here before God, uh, we are looking to God and praying for three things in particular. First of all, we're giving God thanks. Every gift from God is a gift from God. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Already the daughter listening to me better than the mother ever did. (laughs) We thank God for these gifts. Yes? Yeah. So that's what we want to do. Then we want to pray for the parents. and We want to pray for wisdom for them, uh, wisdom from above, beyond whatever knowledge and experience they've got. And also, as we pray for thanks, pray and give thanks, we pray God's protection. Protection which goes way beyond the very best thing that parents could do. And then we're expressing as a church, as a community, as a group of people that are uh, are committed to walk together to express what God is like. We're taking this opportunity to express our commitment uh, to them, which is a very real and very meaningful thing. Now, those things we... We always do, and that's what we're going to do today. But I just want to share with you, um, everybody, but especially parents, uh, a few days ago when I was thinking about this time and looking forward to it, I felt drawn to a scripture that I, I just want to put to you at this time, because the truth of the matter is, we would all recognize the horrendous times in which these children are going to be growing up. Uh, those of us who have been around a little bit longer realize that they face the children nowadays, and the parents bringing them up, face things that uh, we didn't. But we also recognize the grace of God, which is sufficient, and the fullness of the Holy Spirit. This is what came to me. It was a conversation that, Moses had had with God about the children of Israel. And uh, he said this. uh, This is what God had said to Moses and what we're reading now. He said, and the little ones that you said would be taken captive, that they would be victims, that they wouldn't have a chance. Your children, who do not know yet good from bad, they are those who I have chosen to enter the land. See, amidst that bleak situation, there is a choice of God and there is a promise of God that many would say, well, it's so hard, it's so difficult, it doesn't look good and all, the, all those things. But God would say, and let's just right now receive that promise. These are those that I have chosen to enter the land to actually represent me, to move forward triumphantly, declaring what God is like. Shall we receive that? Okay, let's pray. Father, we receive your promise. We receive the promise that these precious children would not just be preserved, but that they would be victors, that they would be victorious. Lord, that they would be those that You select and choose for Your purpose in the coming days. And even as we pray that, Lord, we give You thanks. Lord, how could we not give You thanks? We look at these precious children and say, thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord, for Your precious gifts. Thank You, Lord, for Your goodness. Hallelujah. Yeah. Let's enjoy. We're thanking God for His great goodness. Every gift. Every gift. Hallelujah. And the ones that look at me and smile, they're even more special. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) All right. Lord, we pray now. Your protection. Your protection. We thank you for these parents. We thank you, Lord, for the wisdom that you've given them and that you will give them. We thank you, Lord, for every provision that you make and will make for them. But way above that, Lord, we now pray your protection upon these precious children. We pray, Lord, that you would watch over them, that you would guide the parents in guiding them. But, Lord, over and above that, that you would give your your special protection and care around these children. Hallelujah. And we express our commitment to them now, to stand with them, to stand with the parents. Lord, that's our privilege. We receive them into this expression of your body and say thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen. 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 Right. Anthony.
1: Right, well, as you know, uh, those of you who were here last week, we're in a particular season right now of thanking God for who we are, uh, and there's something uh, really special and, and challenging for our spirits to rise and appreciate what God's called us to. Uh, we've got something uh, that we're calling the source, uh, it's a little film, we're going to show it now, uh, listen to the words, this is a tool we're using at this time to help us celebrate who we are in God.
2: from a different source. It starts with God, his power to save, his word to us and his grace to live by. A supply that restores our hearts, renews our minds and reestablishes our relationship with him and with others. This living water nourishes us, helps us stand for what is right and brings positive change wherever we tread. It thrives on a radical lifestyle that is constantly moving forward. A daring journey of giving, of breaking through, of demonstrating obedience and always with a thankful heart. It has the hallmarks of love, serving and peace. To know wholeness, to experience fulfillment and to overflow with stuff that is beyond us. It just bubbles up and seeps out. It's a wholehearted submission that frees us from ourselves, ushering in God's creative rule and resolution right here, right now. It doesn't seek fame or fortune. It may be scoffed at and knocked back, but it cannot be ignored. It is outrageous in its concern for others, ridiculous in its hope, and extreme in its expectation of miracles. This is the purpose of God. This countercultural, life affirming, world changing energy unleashed in a people that have a covenant to see it through. We are. The people of Lifeline Church.
1: If you weren't here last week, um, everybody was given a very nice notebook. Uh, if you missed out, uh, email Debbie, who can usher one to you. Now, that was particularly for the adults. Um, we want the children to be involved in this as well. And so Claire's going to come forward because we also have a gift for the children this morning, which Claire's going to explain.
3: Good morning. Hello, children. Hello. Can I have away from all the sparklers? Who's in sparklers? <gasps> There's one. There's some more. Who's in Lions Gang? Hello, Lions Gang. Gate Crashers? Hi, Gate Crashers. And Invaders. Where are our big children? I can see some really big ones over there. <laughs> Hello. Excellent. Right. That's a really exciting video we just watched. There are so many words in it. We just want to unpack it a little bit this morning. So, to start off with, I want you to see if you can see something in the sky. Look up. Look around. Oh. Oh. No. oh. <laughs> okay. Right. Can anybody... <laughs> That's fine. You can stop there if you
4: want.
3: (laughs) 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 Okay. I know. Give him a toy. (laughs) Um, Sparklers. Can anyone in sparklers... Can you tell the person you're with or tell me... What was it that we just saw in the sky?
5: What was it, Caleb? It's a me. What did you see in the sky? An airplane.
3: It's like an airplane, wasn't it? It was flying like an airplane. Helicopter. A helicopter. Well done. Now, what are helicopters supposed to do? Who knows what they're supposed to do? What are they supposed to do? Pardon? Rescue people. They can rescue people. What about a toy helicopter? It's meant to, I heard someone shout it, it's meant to fly, it's meant to fly in the sky. Now the person who made that helicopter made it to fly in the sky and so it was flying but where does it get its energy from? Where is its source of power? It gets it from its Battery. batteries, Kai, okay. very good, <laughs> it gets it from its batteries, So the source of power to make it fly is from its batteries, isn't it? And the person who made it, made it to fly. Now, if it didn't have batteries in it, it wouldn't be able to fly, and it wouldn't be able to do the thing that it was meant to do. If it doesn't have its batteries in it, it's still a helicopter. It doesn't stop being a helicopter, but it can't fly, can it? It can't serve the purpose that it was made for. Now, over here I've got... A lamp. Now, my lamp... Will it work if I switch it on? Do you think? No. Why won't it work? It's not plugged in. The person who made this lamp made it to make a bright light, didn't it? Now, it's still a lamp, even though it's not plugged in. It's still a lamp, but it's not serving its purpose, is it? It's not doing what it was made to do. But if I plug it into its source of energy, plug it into its source, and then hopefully it will do what it's supposed to do. Just like that, yeah? (laughs) So, helicopters were made to fly, but they need their energy source to make them fly. Lights were made to be bright, but they need to be plugged in. And what we were just looking at was about the source that we have. Now, God made us, and God made us for a purpose. And if we are plugged into God, we will be able to serve his purpose. Now, who would rather be a helicopter that can fly or a helicopter that can't fly? Would you rather be one that could fly? Yeah. Yeah. Who would rather be a lamp that doesn't shine a bright light or one that does? Shine? (laughs) So, God created us for a purpose, and in order for us, To meet our purpose, we need to choose to plug into him and to switch on. And we're going to explore that a little bit more with the children in coming weeks and also at the um, weekend away that we're going on very shortly. Now, Anthony said before, last week the adults got a present, and this week we've got a gift for you children. So up here, we're going to bring them up to the front. We've got a wristband. And on your wristband... It says, we live. I live from a different source, because we get our energy, we, get, we want to serve God's purpose, don't we? We want to be who God made us to be, and this is to remind us that we can live from God. We can be plugged into God. So, would the children, and any youth who fancy having one, you're welcome as well, like to come forward and get out your wristband.
0: Okay, Uh, we do recognize, we do recognize that some of the youth, some of the young men are so muscular and so handsome as well, but muscular that it's a problem, yes, we'll have them made specially for you together with hats. right (laughs) God is good all the time all All right well we're going to continue in our giving thanks and celebrating who are we giving thanks to we're celebrating his goodness and uh, just now Penny's going to come and share with us what she's written and then clear.
6: Just following on from last week, where those people were giving thanks, I wrote down what I'm thankful for. Um, I've been part of Lifeline Church for 10 years this summer. In this time, Lifeline has supported me through a significant transition. From being a wife in a sick marriage to being a single woman with a sense of purpose and identity. I came first to Lifeline in the summer of 2004 with my three children due to God connection via Jamaica, another story, leaving my husband behind in Jamaica for a further six months. On our first Sunday visiting, we were invited back to the Turtons, um, some of you will know, for lunch, and Elliot went to play football in the park. From that point, we felt at home in the Lifeline community and Elliot and Eleanor were quickly integrated into the youth work and Lydia into Invaders. During the first years, sorry, first three years of our time with Lifeline, we were commuting backwards and forwards from Blackheath at least twice a week. I connected with Richard and Lucy and they have supported me and my family through these challenging years. I give thanks too for... Uh, Lynn and Ruth who faithfully prayed with me for my husband to be restored into his relationship with God. My husband arrived back in the family home that Christmas and over the next 18 months we were supported to work towards rebuilding our marriage by Alan and Jenny and Andrew and Julia. However in the summer of 2006 he finally decided he was leaving. I am thankful to God too for a very faithful friend from my previous church, who was also my mainstay throughout these troubled years. Knowing that I had done everything I could to keep the marriage together, I now had to let him go. Another very difficult transition, with many tears shared with Richard and Lucy and others. I am thankful to God that he supported me and my children through this transition and through a move to Dagenham in the summer of 2007. But there was another adjustment I needed to make, and that was from seeing myself as a divorcee into being a woman with a sense of identity and purpose. At the Leaders Weekend two years ago, I had to confess that I saw myself as a second-class citizen in the church because of my failed marriage and the sense of judgment that I perceived from others, which was really just all in my head. I am thankful to God that he released me from this into a new identity as a single woman with purpose and their destiny. Many brothers and sisters in Lifeline have supported me through these 10 years, and I know that I am loved and valued.
0: Thank you, Penny. I don't know if you picked up, there's a real key there about recognizing the goodness of God, not only in the good times, but in the bad times, and giving thanks to God. And that's a very powerful thing. That is the way we receive the process of what God is taking us through uh, in his infinite wisdom. Thank you, Claire.
3: Okay, I have written down the same thing um of what i'm thankful for i'm thankful for god for all the people he has placed in my life so far i'm thankful for the loving family i was born into and the amazingly loving and supportive family i married into i'm thankful for the incredible husband and the awesome children that god has blessed me with i'm thankful for all the friends he has given me along the way for friends at school who invited me to church and introduced me to jesus and for those friends who have challenged and supported me as I have sought to deepen my relationship with him. I'm thankful for the doors God has opened and shut along the way to lead me to where I am today. I'm thankful that he held the door open to places of study where I didn't meet entry requirements, but where he had for me to be. I'm thankful that Margaret and David invited us to the church holiday and Lifeline so that I could become a part of this community, a community seeking to live God's way. I'm thankful for Susie Thrift, Anna Page, Lisa Adams and others in our first integration group who made me feel so welcome and accepted. I'm th- thankful for those like Kim and David Blythe and the Crosby sisters who opened up their homes to us when we were living in Tottenham so we could have somewhere to hang out. I'm thankful for all those who have served us over the years, for Rob Leach who gave us our first car, for Hannah Hilton, Charlotte Tizard and the 18 Plus crew who helped us move house when I was heavily pregnant with Malachi. For John Singleton, who gave time in his busy schedule to help us look for a new house. For Judy Singleton and others who helped to empty out our massive pond and fill it with earth so we could make a lawn for our children to play on. For those, like Abigail Jones, who have helped to decorate our house. For all those who have given up their time to babysit for us, Rody and Dave, Hannah and Richard, Charlotte and Michael, Tim Asplin, Nick Brewer, just to name a few. I'm thankful for the support I received when pregnant and in the first year after having Malachi. For Heidi Singleton, who opened her home to me to come and just be. For Lucy November, whose support was invaluable during those first few weeks of being a new mum. I'm thankful for the Thrifts, Verugias, Hiltons, Van Cleef Boltons, Singletons, the Polakovs, and all those who open their homes to our boys and look after them as if they are part of their family. I'm thankful for the wealth of wisdom we are surrounded with in regards to family life and parenting. I'm thankful for the boys and young men like Owen Jakes and Oliver and Jacob Baden who come alongside our boys as such positive role models. I'm thankful for the good friends that Malachi, Keon and Aaron have in the church, for Cameron and Lucas, for Jaden and Peter, for Seth and Yeva, I'm thankful for everyone who gives their time to teach and come alongside our children, and I am thankful for Debbie and the heart she has for our children and for the opportunity I have to work alongside her in kids' work. I'm thankful for Nathan and Judy who lay down their lives for us in so many ways. I'm thankful for the challenge and support, love and hospitality that they show us. I'm thankful that Nathan takes Phil out running because he needs to be exercised regularly. And that he and Phil are able to be open and honest with each other. I'm thankful for the inspiring conversations that I have with Judy and that she is so ready to serve even when it's not convenient or easy for her to do so. I'm thankful for the many people who make me smile on a Sunday morning when I see them. For the Griffins, the Fitches, the Jarvises, the Garlands, the Tizzards, the Novembers, the Bathens, the Jakes, the Smiths. For Angela Clay, Sheila Wright, Gwyn Flowers. The list goes on and on, I can't name everyone. And I'm thankful for the Singletons, every one of them. I'm thankful to God for all the people he has put here in my family, my lifeline family, who together show me something more of who he is.
0: Thanks, Claire. It's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. Amen. It's also important you pick up any little keys. If there's a wife here that needs her husband exercised, then, you know, clearly it's a role that Nathan's taken on, so, <laughs> all right. Uh, well, already he said, uh, those of you visiting here for the first time, welcome, and uh, it's really good to have you with us, and we trust that you'll enjoy this time and know something of the presence of God. Now we're going to worship the Lord in our giving, uh, nobody must feel obliged in this, this is a way that we like to express our uh, worship to God. So stewards will just wait upon us uh, as we just worship God in this way. Just to remind you, uh, governmental prayer this week, on Tuesday morning, 615 We're seeking to uh, keep you in touch with the situation in West Africa. Uh, very interesting how, how God works out his purposes. Um, he wanted to communicate uh, with man. He wanted to communicate his love and uh, his care. And, and so he takes a people, and he doesn't just say, "Look, um, take this message, take this instruction, um, and let people know it, like a kind of read a decree." What he actually does, he says, uh, "I want a people who not just tell the message <clears throat> but I want them to be the message." I want the people to so uh, demonstrate that it's not about reading something. It's not about a set of beliefs. It's not about a theory. It's not about a religion. It's about an experience. And so the best way that I can communicate this is to have people who actually do live in the experience of knowing him. And that's what he's called us to do, to be the message not just to tell it. You know, when God chooses people, ordinary people, people like us, when God chose me, he knew every mistake that I was going to make. He knew every mess up that I was going to make. And he still chose me. And I want us to understand as we celebrate the love of God that we're celebrating a God who is beyond our comprehension. That's why we have to have that experience of knowing God, not just knowing about God. Chose you, chose me. Full well knowing all about us, our every thought, and still decided to set his love upon us. And then he takes us and he says, you know, Justified, as far as I'm concerned. You've come under my rule. You've submitted to me. I've paid the price so that you can be made holy. Your sin can be forgiven. That you're justified to the point as though it never ever even happened. Just as though it never happened. But more than that, I'm making you into a, a new creation. I'm changing something. I'm changing something from the inside. This is not picking up a set of rules and regulations. It's not about how many times I say prayers, go to church or read a Bible or any of those things. I'm actually changing you from the inside. I'm making you somebody who is alive in God in a whole different way, causing you to be able to think differently, have different attitudes and be... A changed person. You look at some of the Bible examples. You think about Peter. Many of us know the story of Peter. You know, he said, I'd never deny you, Lord. And then he says, uh, the Lord says to him, before the, the cock crows uh, three times, he would have denied, or he would deny me three times. I mean, <clears throat> kind of, you would look, I suppose, at somebody, a bit of a coward, really. And the next you hear is this somebody who is so transformed that he's standing up in front of a crowd declaring uh, who God is. In fact, being the message, not just telling the message, demonstrating such a radical change and then 3,000 people become followers of Jesus out of that huge crowd. You know, we can talk about God's setting us free. God set me free from this or God set me free from this particular habit or whatever. But the the greatest thing, really, that God sets us free from is from ourselves to actually being self-centered, self-focused and carrying the baggage that we do. So, you know, when you begin to think about these things, you can't help but want to celebrate a little bit or a lot. you know The greatest thing that God set me free from was me, that no longer am I a slave to the things that, that form me. I, I've been born again of incorruptible seed. It's an amazing and wonderful thing that God does for us. and you know we need to come back. Against all the voices and all the things that happen, and remember that God has got something to say. And what God has got to say, He also brings to pass. We call it a clear and certain sound. What has He got to say? He's got this to say that He loved me to the point that He gave Himself for me, that He loved you to the point that He gave Himself for you. I mean, that is very, very difficult to comprehend. That's why we have to pray for help to do that. And he helps us. He saved us, changed us, called us to a a holy life. Not because of what we've done or what we've earned. At all. Not only just what we want to do, but he called us because he wants us wants us to be with him primarily and has his own purpose for us. I'm very glad. When God called me to himself, he didn't just look at where I was, but he looked at where I was going to be when he had had his miraculous work in me. We celebrate that. We celebrate... The fact that he loves us because he wants to. Simply because he wants to. Difficult to comprehend, isn't it? We're not a people that look in the mirror. Well, most of us don't look in the mirror and say, Wow. Oh, wow. Isn't that great? Isn't that beautiful? I know one or two of you, you don't need to be embarrassed. I, I know that you... But what about looking in the mirror and say, hey, look who God chose. And just really uh, speaking to ourselves some truth against the voices that otherwise we would hear. Hey, you know, uh, we, we tend to think we get it wrong and God don't love us so much. That's not the love of God. God loves us forever and unconditionally. So let's focus a little bit as we celebrate, not just on the mass of voices, but on the fact that, what is God saying? God, will you help me to hear and receive what you're saying more than all the other voices, even the voices in my own head, that you love me and you gave yourself for me. You set your love on me because you wanted me. That you called me not to just tell a story, but to be a story. That, Lord, you saw what you were going to make of me, not just where I was. And you're still seeing it in the same way. Yeah? Let's hear some more of what God's been doing and what people are thankful for. Um, Neil waited patiently so you should come now is Nathan in here or out no okay Um, let's see Heidi's here yeah I know some are out, out with the children so Avril's here Sophie did she go out She's gone out. Is there any chance you might? No, all right. she's gone. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Neil. I'm just trying no, to. That's so all right. <coughs> you carry, on, mate. I carry yeah.
7: on. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, what do I want to thank God for? Um, I want to thank God that 23 years ago. He caused Christina and I to buy a flat in a place called Himes Park, which is a little way away from here, on the basis that through that place God joined us with this bunch of people. Uh, I got my hair cut yesterday (laughs) and I looked in the mirror. And the lady who cut my hair, you know how it happens, you know, they hold up this sort of mirror so that you can see what it looks like. Now, if you're short-sighted like me, that's always a bit imaginative. <laughs> so, well, it looks fine, but shall I put my glasses on, I say. And I, and I looked and I thought, do you know, oh, my hair's changed colour. <laughs> Proverbs 16.31, grey hair is a crown of splendour. It is attained in the way of righteousness. (laughs) 23 years ago, I didn't have much gray hair. I didn't have much hair, but then nothing changes there. 23 years ago, God found us a a home for, for us that was suitable for us. But he also was doing the same for our children, even though they weren't here. We've not always had everything sorted, but I know that God's joined me with a body that's on a journey, and we're moving together. A journey where there's someone with you when you lose a loved one or when your DIY task proves over ambitious. God's been with me from when I met with God as a student at Latin Hall. Some of you may have been there on other things, on the CU house party uh, to the present day. He's been there personally but he's been there through those that love me. I want to thank God for leaders meetings where God has met with us Some of you may remember the time in Northampton when we prayed through the night for a small country called Sierra Leone. And we prayed the rebels out of the diamond fields. And there was another time when the rebels had come to a particular place in Freetown. And we felt that the rebels should not come beyond that point. And I believe that God used us to change a nation on those days. And I'm privileged. I feel so, you know, it's so exciting to have been part of that journey that we've traveled together. I want to thank God for cream teas and cakes and donuts. <laughs> I want to thank God for the things we've eaten together. I want to thank God for his provision, for his word, not just the physical food, but I want to thank God for, for the feasts that we've had, for the things that he shared with us, for being part of successive teams with John, of, of people seeking after God, of what, what his heart is, for us as a people, for the different ones of you that have served with with us and and, and sought God's heart together. I want to thank God for John's love, actually. That despite appearances, never changes. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, uh, you know, so much comes... To us through John, and we can just sort of ignore the, the privilege that it is, that, that God's given us, him, and his heart for us, and his heart for you, and for me, and I want to thank God for you, John. I want to thank, thank God for the clear leadership, but also that sense of fun and uh, we were talking about this earlier. Um, Avril was saying this is a little bit like the Oscars, isn't it? So I'm not going to name many people because, because like, otherwise it does otherwise it go, oh, yeah, have I mentioned, oh, yeah. But I did actually, since Avril brought it up, thought I ought to thank God for Avril. <laughs> and for that question, what does it look like? Because, <laughs> because in our dreaming... And some of us are better at dreaming than others, aren't we, Daniel? We can get completely, completely like away somewhere where everything looks marvellous. And actually, you do need someone to say, but, yeah, but what does it look, what are you talking about? What do you, yeah, what are you talking about? No, but <laughs> what impact is it going to have? And, and how is it, it going to be shaped? And, and I want to thank God that, that through others like Apple those that have been amongst us, there's been that grounding, that, that we haven't stayed in a holy bubble in the sky, but there's been like a, a con- lightning conductor bringing God's goodness to, to the earth. I thank God for those of you that pray, which I know is all of you, but I also know there are particular ones of you that prayed, and I know that my family is blessed through that. I want to thank God for the brothers that I never knew I had overseas, for people like Albert Freeman, for Simon Messiah, for Festus, for those that have been walking uh, together with us. I want to thank God for the strength to carry on when I reach the end of myself, for the presence of God when we worship him together. I want to thank God for the brother who visited me when I'd been stuck in my house for a fortnight with chicken pox. Now, I'm not suggesting there was only one brother who did it, but actually, you know what? It makes a big difference when you're ill, when someone comes. I want to thank God for the brother who called me on the day that my father died. Just be with me, just to see how I was. Obviously, I could say nothing, but he called. I want to thank God for the brother who who called a fortnight later to my home and was still catching up with where I was. I want to thank God that we're a church that believes in restoration. I want to thank God for restoration. I want to celebrate restoration, that when people have made a mess, and some of us do make a mess from time to time, and the enemy intends that we should be washed up and finished, that actually God has a different plan for us, and that God's patience can bring us through. I want to thank God that 17 years ago, that 15 years ago, and around about 10 years ago, I stood where you guys stood this morning. And I thank God for my children. And I was able to thank God for my children, knowing that when I said, thank you, Lord, and asked you guys to stand with me, that there was a reality to it. Churches always celebrate children. But when I thanked God for my children, I knew that you guys were with me. And today, 17, 15, or 10 years later, I know that you're still with me. I want to thank God for all those that have stood with us over the years in different ways, whether it's running a midweek group for my children or helping in youth or whatever it is. Because, you know, in each of those situations, you've laid up a deposit... That we could not have done on our own. I want to thank God that God's also, in those children's workers and youth workers, placed a heart not just to do a job, but to invest themselves in it. Some churches work on the basis that 10% of people do 90% of the work. I thank God that I'm not in a church like that. The reality is that many of you serve in ways that no one else ever sees. And I thank God that we know and appreciate the value of that. The setup, the PA, the projector, the audio work. It all works together marvelously. And I think God's pleased. So I want to thank God for his grace that's brought me safe this far and the grace that will bring me home. What God started... He'll bring to completion. Thank you.
0: Right. How far did I get find out who was here? Avril. Avril's here, definitely. Yeah? Um, Charlotte. I saw Charlotte. Didn't see Michael. He's outside. Maybe Swoop or not? No. Right. Forget him. Don't worry send send him out for exercise with you? you would do well if you're slightly shorter than me
8: right <coughs> i just want to see um <laughs> i'm very thankful I'm very thankful for all God's provision for me, and I just want to just quickly run through that, because there's other stuff, it's for his friends, for his care, for the way people loved me when I was in hospital those years, and provision of the people that he's given me to live with, and then their husbands, who have been quite useful in their skills, and (laughs) who continue to help in those things, because that's part of the requirement of having lived with me. But for, I really thank God for someone who hasn't got children to have been able to share other people's children in a really meaningful way and have those real relationships with kids. And that's just been really important to me, and I'm really thankful that that can happen in a community like this. But what I really want to thank God for is the miracle of church. And you know, I'm sure the only reason God gave us the Holy Spirit was for church, because it's the hardest thing to do. And I really thank God that he gives us a chance every day to practice this miracle. I've probably been more hurt in being part of this church than in any other relationship <coughs> possible. And I've probably had the opportunity to learn how to forgive more. And that's the amazing grace of God. I've probably hurt people more here than I've ever hurt anybody before. And you have the opportunity to forgive me. And that's <laughs> really, really good. But I really, you know, I don't want to be light in it. this is a miracle of God's joining. And it isn't just when there's a crisis. I really thank God that when I just don't have anybody to play with on a Saturday night, you play with me and you have to because God joined me to you. And you might not want to see me, but you still see me and you still invite me into your house. And I thank God that some days when I just want to be sitting at home myself and somebody calls and I I go out and I see you because that's how God joined us too. And I thank God for this community that he's taught me what it is to love and to be loved. Unconditionally, when I really do annoy people and when I really do get it wrong, God still enables you to love me. And that means I can love you. And this is the miracle of church. And this is what it means to be in real relationship. So I'm thankful for this community that I get to practice what it means to really love. (laughs)
5: Mm. <laughs> Charlotte, you gonna come? Um, yeah, so we me and Michael want to, to give thanks for what god's been doing in and with us over the past year or so um we faced a difficult time with my arthritis and it's been probably the hardest couple of years of my life but god has been doing so much good um in us and for us and we just feel like it's time to acknowledge that um here uh, so, firstly, I'm thankful for the words of encouragement that people have brought and continue to bring to me that this thing isn't forever and that what God is building in us is more important than the thing itself. And just that He loves us. Um, and just for those hugs when, when you just feel a bit pathetic, um, that's just, that just means so much and really has meant that I'm able to face things a lot more. Um, and Also, the commitment of our development group to just pray for us, and um I, I sometimes find it difficult when people say, "Oh, can I pray for you?" Um, but they've they 've pushed through and they 've prayed for me every week, and they 've heard God for me and for us, and that has just that's brought us through some really difficult times, so i 'm just so thankful for them and for their love um I'm thankful for the timing of John and Dawn sharing about their difficulties last year with, with John's knee and what they learned through that because that just inspired me that when things are difficult, um, you can deal with it with grace and patience and you can be a testimony to who God is and and, and what's important. Um, and so I'm thankful for that and, and the way they dealt with that has become something that we can look up to and aspire to. Um, And I'm thankful that when things are at their worst, that He has given me people who help me to be at my best. Um, And I really felt that over the last couple of weeks, that when people ask how I am, physically I'm the same. But what God's done in me is He's He's making me—I don't know—above the situation, and He's given me a hope and. Um, I just find that so exciting that I can be at my best, even though physically i 'm at my worst i 'm um, thankful that when we we had to go to a and E a few weeks ago, um, had a bit of a scare which turned out to be not a scare after all but i 'm um, thankful that God helped Michael and me find joy in that situation that we actually had quite a fun time. Um, it felt like a kind of a bit of a date night, a little bit of a kind of sneaky, um, you know, we got our Costa coffee and lots of funny things happened that we just cracked us up and it was a really <laughs> enjoyable experience um, and God just gave me peace through that. You know, it, it, it could have been really scary because it could have been really bad what was happening but... I knew that it was okay, and that's not really like me, because I'm a bit of a panicker and I kind of planned what what the impact of this situation is going to be five years down the line. But he helped me to not do that and to trust him. Even I was admitted for, like, an hour and then told, oh, you shouldn't be here, go home. But when I was admitted and they, you know, thought something could be really wrong, I just felt a bit annoyed that I wasn't in my bed. I didn't feel that fear about myself, because I knew he was protecting me. So I'm really thankful for... For that um, and for the care that people showed me and the investment in prayer that everyone gave. Like, it was a bit embarrassing that week because people were like, oh, we're praying for you. I was like, I'm fine. I'm okay. Um, but it just showed me the kind of extent of care that you guys have for me. Um, I'm thankful God has provided me with a really brilliant consultant who's compassionate um, and who inspires hope rather than fear. Um, I'm thankful for my mum, who will drop everything to help us, um, who, who comes round, who will come around every morning of the week to get Attie up, let herself in, bring me a cup of tea. Um, and the, the way that he's used this to develop our relationship and that um, I, I think he's really shown me how deep his love runs in her and really allowed me to share this journey with her. Um, and that's a really exciting new thing in our relationship, so I'm thankful for that. Um, and also for the rest of my extended family, who just are wonderful and helpful. Um, also, of course, Michael, who works hard at a difficult job and then comes home and looks after me and Attie with um, patience and humour and just just great care. So thankful for him and for Attie, who just brings so much joy and also reminds me that I'm not the most important person in the room, so that's always very helpful. <laughs> Um, and also through this God has really changed my ability to ask for help, I'm quite a proud person I'm quite English, I don't like to put people out but he's just enabled me to overcome that barrier when I want to text my development group and say actually I'm finding it really hard Um, he's helped me overcome those fears about what people will think of me or how I'll be perceived because um, the Oh, yeah the being able to share that with them and get them to pray for me is more important than those silly things that we put in the way sometimes um and I'm thankful that he's let me let he's helped me let people serve us because it's really amazing seeing how that blesses other people as well as us um and it it just brings a new dimension to your relationship when you let someone in and let them serve you um I'm thankful for the patience that God's growing in me. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I just sat at home for a week doing not much. I couldn't drive and I couldn't walk, um, but I was okay. And that's really different to a year ago. I was going completely mental and, you know, worrying about my future and what that meant. But God has just given me the ability to be and, um, yeah, just be happy in his His peace, really. And I'm thankful that Attie can be part of that journey and hopefully witness how we are growing and learning. And I'm hoping that that stuff is going to be bedded in him from this young age, that he'll be able to have that patience as well and that um, ability to find joy in the small things. Um, Finally, I'm thankful that God has given me the opportunity to process and get to know truths about him that... I don't think I could really understand before and um, there's a few weeks ago where I just couldn't sing that God was good um, because it was too hard and I had to kind of run out of the meeting because I, I just couldn't do it but he's brought me through that and he's shown me that he is good and just the joy I felt this morning acknowledging that he is he is worthy of our praise because he is so good in all situations and I'm just so thankful that he's He's shown me that that's absolutely true. Um, and I think had I not been in this situation, I wouldn't know that yet. And so for me, that's, that, I think that's the thing that I'm most thankful for. Yeah.
0: Thank you very much. Thanks, Charlotte. It's a very important thing as we give thanks to God um, in, the, in these times and join in that. That we also hear, see, we, were, we learned again recently that giving thanks is like a prophetic declaration of what God does. And it is possible to kind of reach out and receive that. And I just encourage you to do that uh, so that certainly giving thanks in itself is worthwhile. But that there's also that opportunity to receive that prophetic declaration of what God's like. So, Somebody says something, you think, hmm, it kind of resonates, uh, or just just kind of clicks with you in a certain way. Is that something that here's your opportunity to receive that? Yes, this is what God does. I'm going to now believe him, I'm going to trust him, I'm going to ask him at this moment to do the very thing that I've just heard about, yeah? Hallelujah. What an awesome God he is. A couple of more uh, testimonies of thanksgiving, and uh, then we can have some time where we can just really bring our thankfulness and worship uh, to God. So, Heidi, and then Dawn. If I've forgotten anybody, your time will come. By the way, um, what I was saying, uh, do receive anything that comes, but some things don't receive, all right? Because the whole of the government at the moment is trying to get you not to go to uh, A&E, all right? You see the big notices? So picking up this idea of going there for a date night, (laughs) uh, that's going to work against the thing. So it's nice for... Charlotte, oh, Michael's appeared. Oh, you get your chance. Uh, but, you know, we can't do the date night thing there, yeah? Oh. You not go to Amy for a date
9: Hopefully not. <laughs> a date night would be nicer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh.
9: I hope that's been recorded. Yeah. Email it to him, remind him, yeah. Um, I'm really thankful for this community. And I was, just, I was just reflecting this morning that it was the second Sunday in September, 16 years ago, that I first came. So that would have been today, 16 years ago. And I was reflecting this morning that there was a series of seemingly unrelated events over a period of maybe 10 years in my life that actually orchestrated themselves together, that I actually ended up in this community. And I think, wow, God's amazing. From the friends that I met when I was 13 at a Christian camp to failing one of my A-levels, which redirected my, my, my choices and my direction of my life, to deciding, oh, perhaps I'll go down to London for teaching practice when the option came up, to going on a, a holiday just before I came to, my, to London for my job with the friend that I connected with years ago and, and a chance phone call which connected me to this church. It's just, it's not coincidence. God had his hand in all those incidents that led me to be part of this community. He purposed me to be part of this community and you are my family. and I'm really thankful to God for that. And I'm just thankful. I'm thankful 16 years ago when I first came, Steve Narin welcomed me into their home group. Um, they helped me sort out my finances. And, um, and they challenged us to be praying for people. And I was living in Butler Court at the time, teacher's accommodation, not very nice, and I felt challenged to pray for the, the girl in the room next door to me, Carolyn Smith, who's now Carolyn Gibbons. And... Um, and then I had to ring Lorraine one day to say, Oh, don't put her on the prayer list. She's coming with me to grip tonight. So, <laughs> and, uh, and Beck Seton took a bit longer kicking and screaming, but we prayed for her too. <laughs> I'm thankful that we were challenged to pray for people and that God used me in, the, in, that, in, in that journey of, of people coming to know Him more. I'm thankful that in the months leading up to when Daniel and I got married, Alan and Jenny had me live in their home rent-free, and that just enabled us to get our deposit together for the house. I'm thankful that that there were, were many of you amongst you here that were that loved and cared for us enough to travel to Northern Ireland for our wedding 14 years ago. And we have people who, who will care for us beyond the call of duty. And for many people... Um, in the months after Zachary's birth, where I was disabled, many, many people for months and months and months making us a meal every night when I was unable to. And uh, Dave Ferugia, I remember yours particularly for two reasons. Curry stains on my bed. (laughs) And one of the best meals I've ever tasted. And Rachel for doing my ironing during this time and the Griffins for arranging cleaning. And one of you, I don't know who, replaced my tired and dried-up hanging basket at the, the front of the house, all beautifully planted up. I'm afraid I've not done very well at keeping it alive. <laughs> um, and we have people to laugh and cry with us, for the Simmons who visited every week and knew that laughter really is the best medicine, for renditions of "Lay Miz" with Daniel and Dave taking all the parts. <laughs> for taking me out in my wheelchair and when it got stuck on a ramp in front of lots of people. Amanda, you, you enabled me to laugh about that. And God has blessed me with a wonderful family. My nuclear family. I'm really thankful for them. But I just wanted to mention one of the family who might not know I appreciate him. Nathan calls me blonde and Irish. I'm not blonde now, by the way. Um... And he tells me I'm not blood. And he hates it when I orchestrate it that he doesn't get the last present under the Christmas tree. But at some of my lowest moments, at some of my lowest moments, when he didn't know what to say, he communicated a love and care to me that touched me very deeply, beyond words. (coughs) He's always the joker, and yet there's, There's a compassion in him that really blessed me. I can't see my words. (laughs) And I have people who've challenged me. And Sally who pushed me to develop what God was speaking to me about into what's now the Peace Together course. And Avril who asks the hard questions. And people, so many people who care for my children. Lucy November, I appreciate the special interest you've taken in Kirillyn especially when she was finding it hard to be part of gatecrashers and the little things like taking her to McDonald's that made her feel so special. And so many of you prayed when Zachary had his fall a few months ago. I'm thankful I have people I can trust to house sit and people who've played with my children and babysat them and for so many creative people to bounce ideas off, Beck and T and Elspeth and others. For Jeremy and PJ's stories, and although PJ... If you could t- please tell them without laughing so you don't break another one of my chairs. <laughs> Four, I'm counting. <laughs> 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 uh, and for the, the fun and laughter and robust, discuss- robust discussion and DIY jobs with Chris and Anna. Chris has helped us out on myriads of DIY jobs. And for all the help over the years we've had with moving, decorating, and Gary Easter for rescuing me when my kitchen, kitchen floor was flooding and Daniel was away. And Ken and Sue, it's been said before, but always so willing to serve in so many ways. And often it's the little things for Alan and Viv remembering every child's birthday. And much, much more. I'm just truly, truly blessed to be part of this church family.
0: Michael. You gonna come?
4: I've been in this church for quite a while, in fact. pretty much my whole life. So um not got uh, so many stories to share today, although there are loads. Um but I wanted to talk about the kind of impact uh, that it's been on my life. Um, Even with nothing to compare it to, I can see that that's a huge, huge thing. Um, There have been so many people over the years that have invested uh, in my life. Um, Just like Heidi's talking about people investing in her children, I was one of those so many years ago from so many different people. Um, Coming up through youth, huge amounts of stuff, and huge amounts of people putting so many things uh, and s- spending so much time with me, uh, I can't list them all, really. Um, but uh, a few people that spring to mind. Um, Gary and Teresa being in their house and babysitting for Sam. I won't tell that story, don't worry. Um, and them having me in their, their house all the time and then me losing my keys and not picking them up for about two months, I think. Without realising where they were. Um uh, obviously Nathan Daniel and Heidi and Judy as well uh John loads of time he's he's put uh into various different things and and that, that that's been just spoke loads to me really um my parents of course I'm hugely thankful to God for those guys huge number of reasons as well um and Phil and Claire as well always there willing to to put a challenge and 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 Jamie, as well, um, who's been uh, a patient and faithful friend uh, throughout the years uh, and a forgiving one as well. Um, talking of patient and faithful friends, people that remind me to keep my gaze on God and to continue to make sure I'm loving my family uh, and putting action to that, uh, whether they've said stuff or I've seen what they've done and they've been open and shown me the processes that they've gone through, that's been. Uh, incredibly powerful and it's not easy to be open with, with struggles that you go through everyone would know that but that's a very powerful thing to, to do and, and um, Richard and Hannah, Nathan and Judy, Phil and Claire Dave and Rhodey, Tim Asplin Jamie and Lucy um, James Ratneraj loads of other people as well have been really inspirational to me um, and h- held me on account to account on different things and really challenged my attitudes which is, has just been invaluable um, those of us, you heard his story just now so I won't repeat the, the things, but the people that have shown concern and wet with us in those challenging times, um, and those that rejoice with us in those good times as well. Um, and uh, yeah, look around the room, you can see pretty much everyone is, is, has been involved in that in some way. Um, and, and that's just such a powerful thing. And I think to try and compare that with living life without that, I wouldn't, wouldn't even want to start talking about and thinking about that. Um, so I'm really thankful to God for that. Um, I'm really thankful to God for all the relationships, some of which I've mentioned already, there are others, and input that have spurred me on and encouraged me to go for things that I never would have tried for. Um, The job I'm in now, I I wouldn't have have probably dared to apply for if it wasn't for people saying, just get on with it and you can do it, just carry on. Um, Coming home and saying, oh, this happened today, that happened today, and Lottie reminding me, sort yourself out, you're all right, you you know, it's it's going well. Um, And other people doing that as well. Um, I'm thankful to God for Lottie and for actually the process he's taking us through in that journey that she's going on. And of course, I'm in that with her. That is, I'm thankful to God for that. And that's, we don't want to miss what God's doing in that. Um, I remember Jamie always saying, you know, what is it that's, that's really going? And what is God saying? What is it you want to catch hold of? And it's those things. Okay, there is something here. This is not just a rubbish God will be working in us and in Lottie and in Atti through this whole process. And that is uh, that is crucial to our life and, and it moving forward. Uh, and without that, you know, we wouldn't have the opportunity to, to be seeking him and pushing forward into him as, as we have at the moment. And I'm thankful to God for that. I'm thankful to God for my health, the fact that I can operate at home and work and serve and, and still do all those things, um, which, yeah, I'm just thankful to God for that because otherwise it, wouldn't, it just wouldn't be happening. Um, I'm also thankful to, for the opportunities to serve in God's throne room, to set out his throne room. Um, loads of different opportunities, serving in youth over the years. I mean, that's it's not actually a hard one, because you get the joy of the relationships with your fellow youth leaders. You get to interact with the youth guys. It's just awesome. Um, but that is working in God's throne room and seeing him at work and seeing his reign and his rule working um, set up. I remember being on Greg's set up team and that, that had a huge impact on my life and my attitude to serving and how that worked uh, and I still remember singing the the 90s classic pop songs at the time while we sat out chairs around the room and that kind of stuff and uh, and Greg taking us down to what was it CJ's Caf yeah yeah absolutely brilliant times um, and now I run a setup team and I hope that I can at least put a little ounce a little little Flavour of that in my team with, with, with those guys that, that Greg showed me um, at that time. Uh, being part of the worship team, just shoulder to shoulder with those guys. Again, setting out and, and building and kind of lining the throne room of God and setting out his his agenda. Um, I'm also thankful to God for those that bend over backwards to serve. And again, the list will go on and you've heard the list uh, from loads of different people. Um, people that cooked us meals after Atty was born. Um, people that have come and helped in our house that, you know, nobody would know this goes on, but we get people sometimes popping, you know, they'll, Hannah will come and clean, different people will come and clean and do different things for us, and uh, we've had meals cooked for us, uh, and those kind of different things. And obviously those people in the background that, again, have been mentioned probably a few times, that tick away in the background that maybe you wouldn't even notice on a day-to-day. Ken, uh, Sue, Debbie, Wilco as well. Just, just doing stuff in the background. I'm so thankful to God for those people because, again, they're an inspiration. They show us an, a, a kind of section of God's heart in terms of, of, of where he's at, in terms of getting his sleeves rolled up and, and getting involved in what's going on.
0: Thanks, Michael. It's a shame we, we've not got time to have Dawn.
10: He hadn't told me he was going to pick on me, so I jotted down a few little things that I wanted to give thanks for. I'm so thankful that God has always been there. Highlighted last year with John's accident, the truth that I lived in, that there were no surprises to him, was so revolutionary to where I was at that time. And there are many people that I would love to thank God for, because I believe he's given you to me. But I've just highlighted a few here. I thank God for Anne Garrard, who every week after the meeting will come and ask me how my dad is. You know, when you know someone cares enough to do that, it does something to you. I'm thankful that I knew Richard Cole... And all that he placed in our lives, and not just our lives, but our lives as a community, and that because of Richard Cole, we have PJ with us now, who is a blessing <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> Today, uh, last week, he, was, he came around and was helping John on a, a little job on the pond. He had a little accident. I don't know if you noticed, he wears his trousers very tight (laughs) when he bent. (laughs) And I'm sure he's thankful that John's offered to buy him a new suit because of that. (laughs) I'm thankful for God for my three sons. I never understood why he didn't give me a daughter, which I longed for so much. But he had a purpose. And now I have three special daughter-in-laws, which I love dearly. I'm so thankful that I have five gorgeous grandchildren and maybe more to come. Who knows? Watch this space. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thankful that I was able to sit by Avril's bedside, even though she shouted at me often and was very horrible to me. I was very kind to her (laughs) all the time, but she wasn't kind to me. One time, she wanted it was she was very ill and she couldn't have anything pass her lips. The only thing that she could have was sponge um, water put on her lips, and she her lips dried up. And she asked for lip gel that she wanted a fruit cocktail flavor. I tried everywhere for this fruit cocktail flavor. I couldn't find it. So I took her in these really pretty, in a little pack, four tiny little tubs of gel. And you know what she did? She threw them at me. (laughs) She said, that's not what I asked for. (laughs) But I sat there and stood there, and when I touched the bed... She would shout at me, and I would say, but you let Sue Jarvis touch the bed, and you don't (laughs) say anything to her. (laughs) Friendships that are deepened through pain and suffering. We suffered with her, and we now look, and having walked through that dark, painful time, we see God's plan in her restoration, which we are thankful for. I thank God for people who have been just a phone call away when I need them, when, when I needed them. Mark for his IT skills. James Dorman for electrical and plumbing. Phil Paisley, who comes in every few months, which does an adjustment on our shower door and mends the sofa levers for us, so he's quite a good one to keep on your list. <laughs> I thank God for... Friends like Rachel, she, every week, will visit me. And whenever we go away, she always knows the day before I'm going and the day I get back. I just don't know how she does it. But she will say, have a good trip, and then welcome me back. You know, I feel that she really cares about me. And I think that's showing God's heart. For Ken Jarvis, who... I'm able to share medical problems, and he never makes me feel embarrassed when I tell him some of the most awful things about my body. (laughs) Um, He's just there and just, just wonderful. I feel that I've got a private consultant on my doorstep. I'm thankful as I see the Lifeline Network developing and all that God has done in LCP and community resources and LNI through us. It's pretty mind-blowing when you step back and look. I thank God that he sent hands to bring his expertise into LCP at this particular time. I'm so grateful that God forgives me when I get it wrong. And he always forgives me. He never holds anything against me. As I look around, I'm so thankful that he has allowed me to be part of your story and you to be part of my story. I'm so thankful for so many things.
0: Let's take that. The various things we've heard and celebrated with, and now let's turn that back directly to God and take a time when we just praise him and give him Uh, the the thanks and adoration Lord I give you my heart I give you my soul I live for you alone every breath that I take every moment I'm awake Lord have your way in me let's pray Lord we we want that we want our hearts to beat with your hearts we want Lord that That you help us to live lives that are, are driven by the enduring desire to demonstrate your true love. I don't want that love to fade away. Fill me with your love, Lord, that I may overflow with it. I want to give you love in ways that will deeply move its recipients and provoke their minds so they may see you and run back to you for mercy and transformation. Lord, I honestly feel, uh, I don't mind receiving this kind of love. Yet I know that it's more blessed to give than to receive. Help my heart have thoughts, words and deeds so filled with your divine love. No matter what the options of popular ways may offer. Prayer, partly reading, recently sent by Lawrence. It's part of an email to me. Lawrence, they're based in Chitanguiza, one of the high density areas a few miles away from Harare that I would resonate with and I'm sure you would as well. There's something once we've touched and experienced and tasted of the love of God that we say this is too good to keep to ourselves. This is too good to be diluted into something for me purely to help me get what I want but something Lord for you to be used of you to be one that shares and shows your love, becomes a channel for it. Amen?